Hey, Adam Smolcom here, lead pastor of Vive Church. Welcome to our podcast. I pray that God will speak to you through the message today and that a greater level of faith would be unlocked in your life. God bless. Flip over to John chapter 13, verse 36. I'm literally gonna give you three seconds. One, two, three. You guys have it, say you have it. 50%, good enough, all right. For those of you that are not there, it's in the Sky Bible right behind me, all right? John 13, verses 36, and we're gonna be reading into John 14 to verse six. You guys ready? All right, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay your life down for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I would go to prepare a place for you? And if I had to go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. And you know the way, and you know the way to where I am going. And doubting Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not. <laughs> we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Today I wanted to preach to you from a subject I'm entitling The Only Way. But if it, were had, if it were to have a subtitle, I would call it, Choose Jesus. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, and I wanted to ask the question, in a world that celebrates unlimited choices, how do we embrace the power of limitation? You guys ready? All right, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your gospel. And although with our finite minds, it's hard to comprehend the weight of what you did, we thank you. God, I pray that today uh, there would be transformation. I pray that your, go, your word would go forth and that it would be planted in good soil. Would we be hear, not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Give us faith right now to receive. Increase our faith right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. All right. Give glory to God and take your seats. Look at your favorite neighbor, one neighbor, and say, I'm so glad I'm sitting next to you. Man, I see some of the people pleasers saying, I'm so glad I sit next to you to multiple people, but it's okay. Um, speaking of choices, a few months ago, my wife, and, uh, my wife actually preached a message at women's conference, and she shared a story about our intricate relationship at Target. And um, I felt like I needed to bring some clarity to what was actually happening. And she won so many people over that after service, um, someone bought her a gift card. And on the gift card, it says, you do you, boo-boo, right? I'm just kidding. It didn't say that. It didn't say that. But we did get a gift card. Thank you for your generosity. And my wife and I, we are coming up uh, three years of marriage, coming in March, yes. There's a lot to celebrate, but a lot to learn, right? There's a lot of things we're graduating from. And um, is it okay if I have a moment of vulnerability with you guys? I'm glad you said yes, because when I say this on a Friday, they say yes, and then they laugh at me. So I'm trusting you guys. Now, 
One of the things we've been struggling to graduate from was the lesson of doing everything together, right? We're still learning. We need help. And when I say we need help, I mean... But anyways, <laughs> my wife, who is one of the smartest people I know, willfully will choose to make illogical decisions. <laughs> there would be times where I would tell my wife, honey, I'll pick up lunch, I'll get the cookies, I'll buy you flowers, I'll even return all the clothes that you said that you will return, right? I will do all of these things while you go to Target, right? While you go to Target, it, it sounds reasonable. And to that, she says the same thing every single time. Can't we just do it together? Can't we just do it together, right? And instead of explaining why this is the only way we'll get everything done today, instead of explaining why this is the only way both of us will be happy today, um, instead I spiritually prepare myself to go to Target by putting in the full armor of God. Now, Target, right? The place where budgets go to die and time has no meaning, right? I'm at Target. Now, the problem I have with Target is that there's just too many good options. Too many good options, right? You be in the candle aisle, right? There's like a, oh, candles. There's a gift candle. Joanna Gaines got a candle. There's a $50 candle. There's a, pandle, there's a candle made out of Pandifer. There's a candle for Asian homes. Wait a second, candle for Asian homes. I like that one. All right, we're going to put that one in, right? You're going around, you see mugs. Oh, mugs for cats, for dogs, for Christmas, for Halloween. Hmm, all right, we're gonna put one in. And then you get to the milk aisle, we need some milk. We love cookies in our house, we need some milk. There's 1% milk, 2% milk, skim, almond, there's A2 milk, there's milk that removes the protein, and there's lactose intolerant milk, which doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, there's a ton of things to go through the list, but the one aisle that I hate the most out of all the aisles is the shampoo and conditioner aisle, right? I hate it so much that when I'm in the aisle, I would just park in the main street, you know what I mean, the main street of Target, and I will just let my wife go off to the side, right? And I will just be like on my phone, just on my phone, just looking down, and it only takes about like five seconds right here, honey, honey, come here. And I was like, all right, I'm coming, right? How's this smell? Smell it. This one smells really good. We should get this one. We should definitely get this one. Okay, wait, 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 wait. How about this one? This one's incredible. You know what? I hate the last one. Let's get this one, right? <laughs> last one, I promise, I promise, I promise. Smell this one. It has lavender in it. You love lavender. I love lavender. We used to do essential oils. Now we don't. Now we're redeemed. Smell it, right? <laughs> you know what? Forget the rest. Let's buy this one. Let's buy the lavender one. Let's buy five of them. It's only $4. Let's just buy it right now. And then you see her. Hmm. I'm not going to buy shampoo today. <laughs> I'm not going to buy shampoo today. What? What do you mean? What do you mean you're, what do you mean you're not going to buy shampoo? I don't like the way that you're looking at me right now. <laughs> I can't make this up. I can't make this up. But we're people who love to have options. Options equal freedom. Options equal possibility. Options equal maximizing every decision. So whenever we hear the phrase, this is the only way, Everything about it sounds limiting. Now, throughout this series, we've been learning that only has degrees to it. And how you define only will determine your perspective. 
It can be restrictive. I only have $20 and my gas tank is empty. You know how like when you go to the gas station and the person behind you, the person that last used the station has like entered in like $3? Yeah, we've all been there, you know? We've all been there. I only have two years of experience. And I hear you guys, some of you guys are like, ha, I have zero years. God can use you too. I only have a high school degree. The last book I read outside of the Bible was The Joy Luck Club. I only have two friends. And God, I barely even, barely even like the first friend. So might as well only have one. And when we operate from the perspective of me, 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 I only, it always ends in restriction. But if you hand your only to God, God, if you hand your only to God, view it through the lens of grace, it goes from a disqualifier to a qualifier. God only needs your yes. And today I wanted to present another layer to only, the only way. Now, in our Western societal dogma, we believe that in order to maximize our freedom, we need to maximize our choice. So it kind of sounds something like this. More, the more choices we have, the more freedom we have. The more freedom we have, the more welfare we have. The more welfare we have, the more choices we have. And it just goes in this endless cycle where more choices equal more freedom, more freedom equals more welfare. And there's this uh, psychologist, American psychologist named Barry Schwartz, and he studied the paradox of choice. And, his, and in his research, he concluded that while in an abundance of options might initially seem attractive to consumers, having too many options might actually cause someone not to make any decision at all. And he said, and I quote, learning to choose is hard. Learning to choose well is harder. And learning to choose well in a world of unlimited possibilities is harder still, perhaps too hard. When the number of choices increase, so does the difficulty of knowing what is best. Instead of increasing our freedom to have what we want, the paradox of choice suggests that having too many choices actually limits our freedom. This is a secular psychologist. And it happens more than we think. How many of us were cooking dinner and we're thinking about what Netflix show to watch, you know? Dinner's done, you're sitting in front of the TV and you're just scrolling for 30 minutes. Your dinner's gone by this point, right? And you don't even watch something. And if you did choose something, you don't even like what you chose and what you watch anyways, right? We see it in the, in the dating scheme, in the dating scheme, in the dating scene scheme, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be the same thing. Uh, but in the dating scene where you swipe right to have unlimited number of potential ones. And what that does is having the seemingly infinite number of potentials cheapens the relationship. It devalues people. And so if this one doesn't work, I'll just go back and swipe until I find the next one. And we even do it within the church. Can I talk about that? Can I talk about this? Okay, I'm going to go for it. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday vibes my online church, right? Sunday's my vibe online church. But Monday, Monday's difficult. So I need some transformation, right? I put some transformation in there, right? Tuesday, I barely even got some time for God. So I'm going to watch some YouTube shorts of Elevation. We put that in the bag, right? Put that in the bag. Wednesday, I feel like I, you know what? Wednesday, I feel like worshiping with my shoes off. Let's put in some Bethel, right? Right? Put in some Bethel. Thursday, I think I need some theology. Theos, you memes, here we go. 
I'm just going to repost. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm just going to repost because it makes me look smart, right? And Fridays, Fridays for me. Fridays for me. It's my time, boo-boo, right? And because we have this unlimited options, we end up never getting plugged into a church. And in our brokenness, we treat Jesus and the church like another option in the shopping cart. So when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, I want to suggest that Jesus being the only way should be the most encouraging thing that we hear today. Because what Jesus is suggesting is that you do not have to figure out the way. Because I am the way to the Father. You do, you do not need to find your truth. Because I am the reality of all of God's promises. You don't need to figure out eternity. I am the life. I believe as humans, we are incapable of making the best decision. But we've bought into this lie that I'd rather be wrong and have options than have no options and be restricted. But I don't know about you, but my Jesus sets people free. He heals the sick. He takes people out of the pit. And Jesus did not die on the cross so that you could live a restricted life, but a life to the full. On the cross, there was an exchange. My sin that was imputed onto Jesus on that cross and his grace onto me. My brokenness for his righteousness. My eternal punishment for his perfect treatment and access. Imagine how God would treat you if you lived a perfect life. Because when Jesus died on the cross and when his blood and his righteousness covered us and our sins, we have access to the treatment that Jesus deserved. That's crazy. In Ephesians 2, 5, it says that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. 2 Timothy 1, 9 says this, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that, that was his plan from the before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Jesus Christ. The world masks options and flexibility as kindness, but grace says that Jesus is the only way. But how can we be sure? How can we be sure that Jesus is the only way? And I can tell you because Jesus was looking for another way. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus is praying in the Mount of Olives. He's on his knees. His face is on the ground. He's sweating tears of blood and sorrow to the point of death. And he's asking the Father, Father, let this cup pass for me if there's any other way. But not my will, but your wills be done. What do you think Jesus is asking? Jesus is asking the Father, is there any other way? Any way I can avoid the cross, any way that humanity can be redeemed to yourself without me having to go through what I'm about to go through. But if it's the only way, not my will, but your will be done. That is the God that we serve. That it was the sovereign will of God that Jesus would die on that cross so that we could be in relationship with him. And you have to understand before Jesus, there was no way to God. There was no avenue, there was no line, there was no narrow path before Jesus. And what he did on that cross was satisfy the eternal wrath of God by pouring it onto himself, justifying us in exchange. That means everything you would have ever done, said, thought, 
covered by the blood of the Lamb. Whatever you did yesterday, this morning, whatever you're planning to do tonight, wiped clean, debt-free. And it's for those who have faith to receive it. The gospel, the good news changes lives. The only way Jesus, it changed Paul's life. In Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 2, this was the early church. And this is a little bit about Paul before he got saved. But Paul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found anyone belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. In Acts 2, we see the birth of the early church, the way, and Paul, whether directly involved or not, persecuting the people of God. And he goes from a murderer, passionate murderer, to a saint, a minister. This is the Jesus that we serve. That when we come encounter, when we encounter the way, the personhood of the way, it changes our lives. It's the only way people come from death to life. It's the only way we find who we're called to be. It's the only way. And Paul is now writing to a church in prison, encouraging the church. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 through 10, says this, Of this gospel I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, the gift of God's grace, not earned, not bought, but according to the gift of God, His selection, which has given me by the working of His power, grace has power, to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to do what? to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. This is the gospel. And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. And what is this mysterious plan? So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places what Jesus is communicating to us is that salvation is not meant just for you. Jesus came and became the only way so that we can become a way for other people. The mysterious plan hidden for ages was to use you and me through the church. And this was confusing to the Jews. It was confusing because they were expecting a militaristic messianic king. Because before Jesus, the Jews were conquered so many times by the Assyrians, by the Babylonians, by the Persians, by the Greek, and now the Romans. So seeing Jesus as king is kind of, it was kind of confusing. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he accomplished everything required, removed every barrier to have access to the Father. He is the way. And it's through the church, the only thing that is eternal where the manifold wisdom of God is unveiled. The church, a people who have been purchased by the blood of the Lamb, under the Lordship of Jesus. His mysterious plan hidden for the ages was to use you and me. Crazy. Salvation is no longer the goal, but it's just the first step for the saints to step into the will of God. Now, the reason why I love the gospel so much is that it's not just for unbelievers. 
The gospel strengthens and encourages the believer and for the unbeliever, welcomes them into relationship with Christ. And um, I love this story with Peter, going back to John 13. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you, Jesus answered. Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. And before the morning even comes, Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends, denies him three times. And he begins to question everything about his life. The three years of ministry, the calling that he had over his life, the prophetic word that he said, Peter, this is the rock in which the church will be built and the gates of hell will not prevail it. And he's thinking to himself, God, how are you gonna use me? How is the church gonna be built on me? And so he takes his dysfunction and he goes fishing. He goes fishing. He goes back to what he knew best. He goes back to his dysfunction. And he's sitting down and he's fishing. This is just what he knows what to do. And off in the distance, there's Jesus by the shore. And he says, hey, you caught any fish? No. And um, you can see things playing in Peter's mind because this is a reflection of when Jesus first encountered Peter and John, the one that Jesus loves, whispers, that's Jesus. And Peter, as soon as he realizes it's the Messiah, he leaves everything behind. He puts on his tunic and he swims and he runs through Jesus. And if that's not, if that's not redemption, if that's not, if that's not redemption, then I don't know what is. He arrives on shore and Jesus doesn't ask Peter, why did you reject me? But he says, you hungry? Romans 2, 4 says this, it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. It's the kindness of God, the grace of God. And that grace is here today. Could we all stand? We're gonna go back into um, a time of worship. And so, yeah, why don't we just posture ourselves? Why don't we just lift up our hands? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. None will go to the Father except through me. And Jesus today is calling some of you back to him. He's calling you to turn away from your dysfunction, to turn away from who you think you are and to move towards Jesus. Because he is the only way. Who are you, God, that you would be mindful of me? Come on. Jesus, we thank you. We worship you in this place. We thank you for your gospel that filled the gap that could not be filled. 
Hey, I hope you were blessed by that message. We release new content every single week here at Vive Church. And so if you don't want to miss any of it, I would encourage you, go ahead and subscribe. Also visit our website, vivechurch.org, to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the life of Vive Church. God bless you.